It's running late. All right, well, we will go ahead and call the public hearing to order. Uh, we are receiving public comments regarding the sale of the middle school building. I'm interested in just knowing what assurances there are that um, that the school isn't going to be end up looking like Park Hotel downtown. Okay. That's my concern. I live at 320 South 12th Street. Okay. So what I can tell you on that is the um, City of Sac City and Sac County Development have worked with this developer um, and discussed with with them the plans for the building for quite some time and uh, they both give their approval that this would be the developer that if we were to sell our building that this is who we should sell it to. So. Okay so has this developer had federal grants for other projects because I thought I read somewhere that they were going to be applying for some grants and that type of thing so do they have a history with that type of work? I can't speak to that Right now, I know that he has, he has mentioned um, that his intention is to apply for some grants, but he to also told me that he has the financial backing to proceed with this project, whether or not those grants come through. Okay. I haven't seen anything in the paper or anything that tells specifically what the plans are. are is there some information you could share? Sure. Um, uh, just in the, in the meetings that I've had with, with this developer, uh, he was planning to turn the um, school itself into some apartment buildings and then uh, on the lot build some uh, duplexes and possibly some single family homes. The city administrator um, had a conversation with me about this, and he was, when this started, he was very concerned um, that we find the right entity to do this, because otherwise the city of Sac City would, would more than likely end up with it. So they thoroughly vetted the person that was going to buy this property, because um, the city was very concerned about ending up with a problem if this didn't go well so um, I don't know all the specific details but I do know um, the, the city administrator and some city council really um, vetted this person to make sure that um, the odds are that this project would be a positive impact for our community I hope so because uh, dangling a carrot in front of a hungry, hungry horse they know they have to get rid of the building period this guy says he'll do this and it don't happen. If they start tearing things up in that building and then walk away, they're only out $100, right? Correct. And they can use it as write-off, whatever. I don't know how that works for sure. But uh, in Grand Forks, North Dakota, a lot bigger town than this is, um, an outfit come in. And they got some tax deferments and everything from the city. They promised they was going to put 500 people to work. 
They never had more than 200. On one Friday morning, people showed up to go to work and pick up their paychecks. The doors were locked. They were gone. So that carrot disappeared. Well, all I can say is that that that, that what the, what I've been told that this person had has a history of doing projects like this and and um, been successful. And two, um, you know, the city has an interest in this because they would end up with the property if this doesn't go well, and they really vetted this person. So that's that's all I know at this point. I, I would if, if you, they have they have a website and that'll that'll be disclosed. Um, yeah, it's H, HCI Construction is is going to be the purchaser of the, the property if, if it's board approved. So they've done some work in Carroll. They, they're finishing some some work right now there. So lots of projects you could look at. I'm Chris Mason. I'm the president of Sac County Economic and Tourism Development. We've been assisting with this process. And as far as what guarantees are there, there's as many guarantees as there are with anything when you when you take on a, a proposition like this. This group has developed. They have they have proven that they are capable of doing this. They've done it several times before. We've seen several of the projects that they're working on. We're working on them with other projects in the county. Um, their plans for the school in SAC includes 25 to 30 apartments in the existing building, I believe 10 to 20 duplex type style on the green space to the south. Um, the total of approximately $11 million investment, and they have demonstrated the ability to raise that capital themselves, but there are uh, assistance grants programs both at the state and federal level we will talk with them. So, is there a guarantee? No, yeah. there's there's never a guarantee, and, and that kind of rests with the city too on being able to to recoup some of the losses or anything. Should should things go the wrong way, that's always a possibility. But we feel very confident that this has the most potential for an option that's out there. So it, take that for what it's worth. But it, it, with what we what we've been through with the with this organization, we're impressed, and we believe that they're they are committed to this. That's more information than we had before. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, and, and I would encourage you, uh, uh, hopefully we could get Ryan into maybe talk a little bit with the community a little bit more after this. So. And we came because I didn't want to hear things again, second, third, fourth, and. So, uh, yes, uh, for, for our position with economic development, we, we are very excited about this prospect. Um, Empty school buildings are one of the hardest things to ever have to deal with. So, um, I could probably come to a meeting tonight to have a good solution for an empty school building. So, yeah, we're, we're excited and we, we look forward to assisting in any way we can with this process going forward. And I think as a board, we appreciate all of the assistance in getting us to this point to have an option. I know that's something that we've all struggled with over this transition period as to making sure we have a good outcome in both communities. And I feel like we've got two potential, um, one that's already in place and one that's hopefully coming um, for both of these buildings that we had to. Housing is a need that we are dedicated to 110% to finding. It's one of the biggest challenges we face in our communities. So 
this is making the best out of what could be a bad situation for the community in our book. So we're, we're committed and we have the city support, we have the school support, so we, we hope to see this go through. Second. Motion and a second to adjourn. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carried. Regular board meeting to order. Um, are there any changes or adjustments to the agenda? Mm -hmm. The only thing I have is under consent, C and D, we don't have anything included tonight. Okay. There's no other changes. I entertain a motion to approve. I'll make that motion. Second. Motion and a second to approve the agenda. All of those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Eastside County empowers all students to become productive, responsible, citizens of an ever oh my gosh I, I said I was gonna mess this up sorry about that talked about it too much before sorry. the meeting <laughs> all right we'll just move on public input on non-agenda items okay we will continue moving forward then with John yeah so you have my regular financial report and then Behind that is one more page that we don't usually have, but just a quick summary of uh, fiscal year 23 that ended June 30th as it relates to spending authority or unspent balance. And I just draw your attention to line one sources of 10,776 versus line 12 total expenditures of 10,636. So that's a difference of 139,000 that our spending authority or unspent balance should increase um, going into next year. Now these numbers are preliminary, but they have been audited, so they're not gonna change very much. So, so uh, $140,000 gain, basically. Okay. Any gain is a, we're neutral, it's good. Neutral then. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about it under special ed deficit tonight, because okay. that affects it also. Any other comments or questions on the financials? If not, we'll move on to administrative reports. Becky, do you want to? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, professional development update. Just wanted to highlight in September, we had the opportunity to work with representatives from Iowa State University Extension. Um, they provided question, persuade, refer training. Um, it's really how to respond if and when someone presents with warning signs of suicide or communicates a desire to die by suicide. Um, unfortunately, there's an increase in the number of deaths by especially young people um, with, by suicide. So it was good information and it was well received by the teachers. Um, we also continued today um, with some more um, with our behaviors we have, we're working with Melissa Worth, an AEA consultant. That's not in here. I forgot to put that in here, but she's working with us um, for part of our days around just responding to students um, when they present with behaviors. And part of that work is even our own emotional response and how we manage that. 
Um, so that's part of the work. And then the other, the academic side is working in clarity of our standards. So we're continuing that work um, along with the middle school, high school, or junior high, high school. Um, we continued that work today. We did some of that in September. We continued again today. Um, we did talk after a training that um, we were able to go to this week. We looked at it more with a lens of um, the Iowa assessments. Um, I know we're going to be talking more about that, but um, it was good for us as a staff to look at what are they actually going to be assessed on and how does that how can we look at our priority standards through that lens. So um, we'll continue that work. Um, the other things I highlighted on there were Raider families and Raider buddies. A couple of things um, our counselors are spearheading. Um, families is an opportunity for our kids once a month to meet in cross grade level um, teams with a different teacher. Um, opportunity to build stronger connections among students of all the grade levels. They had done it a few years ago. I think it may have been one of those things that COVID um, maybe stopped and so they brought that back. So we had a kickoff and the plan is to do that once a month and we had our first kickoff and it was well received by by all. Um, and then Raider Buddies is an opportunity for fifth and sixth grade students to gain a little leadership in the building and to apply to be a buddy. Um, we have some younger students who um, the morning time, there's a lot of kids in the morning when we hold in the gym and the cafeteria eating, it's pretty busy. Um, some kids are overwhelmed by that, don't have the skills necessarily, so we're using um, older students to partner up and buddy, and um, they're gaining some skills, they have a training, they have an application to um, that they had to complete, and then they have a training, and then they're working with those students um, and under the direction of our middle school counselor, Kristen Poon. So that just got kicked off as well, and we'll see how that program grows. And then the other thing I had was the preschool program additions. Every year we complete the Iowa Quality um, Preschool Program Desk Audit. It's due in December. Um, we look at um, 10 standards and basically pr prove that we are providing that quality program. And a couple years ago we had noticed that we were um, didn't have enough na nature elements for kids, so kind of looked at a plan. One of our um, things we did was just need to move the fence. We had some grass. Um, and then Lori reached out to, she uh, worked with FFA, Mr. McCullough, and then Jeff Burgess, um, who was a parent of a preschooler at the time and was able to provide the raised beds and we had donated plants and she's got, the pumpkins are growing like, we, um, like weeds in there, um, but the kids are out there attending that and then there's also a nice little rock that Jeff put in there with his equipment. So that was spotlighted in the Prairie Lakes AEA um, regional newsletter, I guess, that they send out. So, had some pictures that were sent in there. So. Any questions for me? It's good to see some positive programs, some other things that got pushed to the wayside during COVID being brought back to yeah. join our students together. So, good to see that. Okay, um, and then for mine, I, I talked a little bit about professional development as well. Obviously, you know, we met today. Um, in our big group and got to our PLC groups to kind of talk about our standards and, and unpacking those standards through the same uh, clarity playbook that she was talking about um, that they were doing at the elementary as well, which I think is good that we're doing something kind of similar, uh, kind of top to, top to bottom there in our school. Um, we looked at the uh, ISAF scores in kind of like a general, like 
what we have been proficient in, what we weren't. Um, for every grade level, we didn't dive any deeper into those quite yet. Um, we also kind of looked at what in each section are they kind of being tested over. So like we looked at the math one and like what percentage of it is geometry and algebra and those kinds of things to kind of see if when we're looking at our standards are we making sure that we cover all those things with no, you know, no gaps or no um, disparity when we uh, come to those things as well. So we kind of had a really heavy focus into the uh, ISEPs uh, scores and kind of how that relates. Um, we spent some time talking about conferences and what that's going to look like, uh, the messages that we want to send out with that, try to make sure that we get um, you know, a, a good turnout for that so we can talk with um, all different parents and kind of meet them on those things that we, uh, we the things that we want to go over as far as grades and, and uh, how things are going expectations wise for all the kids in the building. Um, the other things that I really wanted to highlight uh, besides this our professional development was uh, our senior application day that we had on October 3rd, which I think was a good thing, especially, I tried to really go after two things that I was gonna cover here um, that I wanna kinda cover almost every time because if you think about our, our biggest goal in the secondary building should be, what are these kids gonna be able to do post-secondary? How, how well prepared do we have them? So I thought it was good to highlight um, that we had 28 students that were able to apply to college that you know like get that help and figure out how to do it if they hadn't sat down and done it before. Sometimes just setting aside that time is, is what they might might have really needed. Um, but it was it was a great help for some of those seniors that want to go on to something college related and, and needed to make sure that they um, got their applications in because they're getting down to the, the wire on making sure to do that. And then on the other side of that, I, I wanted to also highlight, this is at the bottom of my list here, the something career technical wise because there are some kids that maybe college isn't quite as much the, for them when they're going to get out of here and or like that they don't want to they don't need to go that route and so we want to make sure that they're ready for things like going directly into the workforce and so I sat in on some mock interviews and it was really um, kind of a fun experience for me and I think the classes that I got to go into um, versus I didn't make it into all of them all day because I had other things that came up but the ones that I got to go into some of those kids are like oh great you know Mr. Tedesco's in here too and they kind of you can already tell that they have enough pressure with some of their siblings kind of listening to siblings peers sorry peers listening to them talk through it a little bit um, and they had like a lot of really rushed responses but it was also interesting for me too and um, I told one group I you know I was going to use this as a basis of if I would hire them I didn't say anything to them afterwards because I don't know um, but they but they were pretty <laughs> it was pretty interesting to see and I think it's good to kind of highlight that aspect and not just the the college applications because our we have some really good career and technical programs here besides you know, we have the really good FFA and uh, the industrial tech with McCullough and then our business classes and uh, I wanted to try to highlight at least something that they were doing um, and then obviously sports and activities we, we've got a huge week uh, this week uh, I was kind of as I was talking about it here kind of more hopeful because I sent these out last week and it turned out pretty good um, you know cross-country one conference uh, there on Saturday uh, we have we're hosting regionals here Wednesday obviously with volleyball um, and then football won their game on Friday so they get to go to Underwood for the playoff game and it just we kind of had a really good ending for the most part there for our uh, sports and activities as we kind of head into the postseason stuff and a lot of good things to celebrate there too but like I said I was I really wanted to focus a little bit there on the post-secondary things and then the sports and activities as well any questions for me there yeah, well, it's good. It's good. It's good.
I, I just have a few things I want to uh, speak to, um, kind of some announcements and things that are going on. First of all, I'm sure uh, everybody has probably seen uh, the school district is currently having a public auction hosted on Green Auction Company's site to dispose of unused or obsolete district equipment. So if anybody finds the need to add some stuff to their collections or buy any unused district stuff, it is for sale to the highest bidder. Uh, we have certified our enrollment for this school year. Uh, count day this year was October 2nd. We had to certify it by the 15th. Um, after a lot of work and lots of counting in the business office, uh, it appears is that our enrollment will be slightly up compared to last year. So just like the budget, slightly up is good news for us. So. Uh, Tomorrow night, I'll be attending a meeting hosted by Rural School Advocates of Iowa. This organization works on behalf of uh, rural schools across the state. Uh, the meeting is in Ankeny. Um, <laughs> We're all driving to Ankeny to have a meeting yeah, about rural schools. Yeah. 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 So, so, right. uh, today, I spoke with both buildings um, in professional development, kind of talking about last year's data for ISAFs and the direction that our district needs to go uh, well. Looking at the data and improvements we can make to our practices during this school year to hopefully increase our scores going into next year. So um, as long as everything goes according to plan, we'll test again in April uh, for ISAFs. So we want to use the next couple months, six months to get ready for those. Um, we're looking to launch our new website in about two weeks. Uh, I showed it to staff today for the first time. Got lots of positive feedback. Um, continue to build content in there, update things. Uh, and I think that's just going to be a good thing for our, our district. So when that does become live, we will be sharing that information out to parents and anyone out there who wants to download our app or um, visit our new website. And that'll include alerts, right? They want to sign up. For they they can alerts. sign up for alerts. Okay. They can, yeah, you can sign up for whatever you kind of want to receive from our district. So. Perfect. Anything else? That would be it. All right. Any questions before we move on? All right. Then we'll move on to our discussion items. Uh, first up, we have on the playground ongoing discussion there. Yep. Uh, no real updates at this time. Uh, as we continue to look at our financials and kind of our other projects that have been on the table, um, we're going to look at that and I think looking into November, kind of discuss where we are financially and um, a recommendation on what we can commit to the project. So that's all I have at this time. Really, I, did receive, I did receive word today that we are going to get another $10,000 grant. So as soon as it's released to the media, I'll say the name of it. We were denied two other grants, but we can't win them all. <laughs> so we'll, we've got a couple other grants out there pending. So hopefully we can score some of those, and I've got a couple larger grants that I'm going to try to write yet. So so far we're up to, I think, just short under 40000 with this additional grant. So we'll keep plugging away until we exhaust our resources. Make sure I'm doing it right. Yeah, you're All 
back improvements? Yeah, this, just a quick discussion item to kind of get this on your radar. We talked about it maybe six or eight months ago. Um, where we're at in the process is an engineer has been hired, has developed plans, and um, will probably be an action item for November to start the bid process. So we can get this bid sometime in hopefully December or January, give them time to get everything in. The plan would be to, um, well, we'd like this done by June 30th or July 15th because it's it's ESSER money and ESSER money has to be spent by next fall. So that's kind of where we're headed with it. And I did put a single page PDF in your packet. It's black and white, it doesn't tell you much, but basically the elementary has seven pods of three rooms each that are not air conditioned. There'd be a rooftop unit for each of the seven pods and that would serve three rooms. That's kind of the gist of the project. So, um, like I said, we'll get it on the November agenda and start the bid process. And that's covered entirely by yes. the next year funding, correct? Okay. And I think, is that the last piece of air conditioning updates we need to do then? Yeah, so this. That's the only portion of the elementary campus that's not air conditioned is that outside view shape. And then uh, this campus, the three story has window units as well for, for those kids. Okay. Any other questions on that? Okay. Yeah, that'd be nice to have that done. All right, and we will move on to action items. Uh, first up are the consent agenda. I believe it's just minutes and bills. Are there any questions on those? Otherwise, I'd entertain a motion to approve. So moved. Second. A motion and a second to approve the consent agenda. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next up is the approval on the sale of the middle school. Alrighty. So now that we've had the public hearing, uh, the board can take action on this time. Uh, at this time, the district has one interested party that is wishing to uh, acquire the property. The tenanted purchase agreement was included in your board packet. HCI Construction would like to acquire the property for the purposes of renovation and construction of apartments, duplexes, and possibly single family dwellings. The company has been vetted as discussed in the hearing by the city of Sac City and has been working closely with the Sac County Economic and Tourism uh, Development and so if the board would like to take action, now would be the time to do that. Is there any discussion? Well, I'm just reading this abstract and title thing. Excuse me? I'm just reading the abstract and title thing. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't have any idea what a title would look like on that property. It hasn't been updated for maybe ever. I suppose if that's what he wants for us, what the company wants, we should try and give it to him. But it could be expensive. Well, yeah. it, uh, doesn't that say at buyer's expense print? Oh, I didn't even get to that, I guess. If it did, then. Yeah, I think the second or third sentence is buyer at buyer's expense shall update and continue the abstract within 30 days. Yeah, that makes sense. I have no problem with that, though. I just want to say I think it's a great outcome. Um, Nate, awesome work on kind of getting this one to the finish line and jumping in in the middle of it. And I think what's a really positive outcome for 
the school, the community, uh, everybody involved. So with that, I'll make a motion to accept the, uh, approve the sale of the middle school as outlined in the contract. Second. A motion and a second to approve the sale of the middle school as outlined in the contract. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. All right, next up we have the approval of the special ed deficit. At this time, I'm going to ask John to speak to this one as well. <laughs> there, there's a, a single page in your packet. Um, doesn't tell you a whole lot, but what it does tell you is that um, for all special education expenses last year, um, our, our total revenues were about 1.6 million, but our expenses were 1.9. Um, so obviously that's a deficit. Um, we're allowed to pass a, a board motion, which is at the top of the page here, to get that spending authority back um, through the school budget review committee, or at least apply for it. I've never had it denied. And so, Instead of our spending authority going up to 139 that we were talking about, it would go up 439, roughly. And this does not commit the district to taxing for this money or anything else. That would come in April when we do the budget. Um, so the bottom line is um, we, we should do this to get our spending authority back, and then we can have these discussions in February and March about if we're going to tax pack for any or all of this deficit. Um, we've done this other years. I think two of the last three years we've had a deficit. This is the biggest deficit we've had in a few years. So, not necessarily ever, good news. I don't ever remember us not applying for this. I mean, yeah, every, year, every year we've had a deficit we've applied for this. On that, I will make a motion to approve the request for allowable growth and supplemental aid for a negative special education balance from the 2022-23 school year in the amount of $306,023.06. I'll second. Motion and a second. <clears throat> All of those in favor? Aye. Uh, opposed? Motion carries. All right, next up is the IASB delegate. Uh, Lori Kluber has expressed interest in attending the board convention uh, this year and has agreed to serve as ESAC's delegate if approved. I have no problem. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the motion. <laughs> second. Motion and a second for the delegate to be Lori. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you for yeah. taking care of that for us. All right. Next up, we have the district ESL plan. Yep, well planned. Well planned. Uh, Kathy Schmidt, our ELL instructor, would like to speak to us right now. Sure. Thank you for letting me. As said, I am the ESL coordinator for our district. Last year we did kind of a big overhaul of our LAO plan, which is basically the handbook telling what our district does to identify and serve our English language learners. So I'm not going into great detail from the plan. I know you had volume of it last year to go through. but. I would like to highlight a few updates or changes in the plan for this year. Um, one is the way that we exit students this year has now changed. The state no longer requires both um, the English language proficiency assessment test to be passed and academic good standing. Um, now it's just based on the English language proficiency assessment. If they are proficient in English, 
but they are struggling academically. We look at other things through the MTSS system to address those needs with it not being a language barrier. Another change is we were monitoring students once they exit the program for three years. The state now requires two, so that changes in the plan. We certainly can keep an eye on students to make sure they're progressing well, but officially the state requires two years. We also had a change this year in our request for Title III funds for the program. Um, it seems as we get different staffing at the Area Education Agency, there's different requirements for what we do to request Title III funds. This year, um, instead of it just being for professional development as it was last year, we could put it into areas like materials for students. Um, we've not heard yet back on our request. They thought it was gonna be ready this past Friday, but we haven't heard yet. I did request um, two software programs. One that we've used in the past is Imagine Learning. And then as a smaller district, we've been granted um, a pilot of the Flashlight 360 program, which is similar to that. It's tailored for students learning English. And then I also requested uh, funds for Time Kettle, which we've heard a neighboring district use. Um, Sioux Central has used Time Kettle. It's basically earbuds that allow real-time translation. So a teacher and a student could be speaking two different languages and the earbuds give instant translation for them. Um, iPads can be utilized with that. So it seems to be a very cost-effective route to go and really provide us some nice translation services. Um, also looked at the category in family engagement and requested some dollars through the Title III funding to get literacy bags to send home. Um, some of our students do not have access to children's literature in their home language. And so we're looking at some bilingual things that we could have both English and their native language to help parents stay engaged with the learning with their students. Those would be in the form of some literacy bags, um, potentially could take home over a weekend, bring back the next week and keep revolving that inventory of books. So the Title III funding could support that. Also looking at doing some um, home visits. Students that start at East Sac in preschool all get home visits. Um, many of our students that come in as English language learners don't enter at preschool. And so that opportunity to have that engagement with families and really reach out to them, we kind of miss that. So put that into the Title III funding to try and support some things like that to engage families as well. Um, just some updates on our numbers. We currently have 15 students in our language instruction education program, and we have an additional four students that have exited the services, but they remain on that monitored status for a couple of years yet. So 19 total that we're serving through our language program at this time. Um, last year, we experienced our first newcomer in the program. That label comes to students who have their first educational experience in the United States at our district. This year we have three, so our numbers have changed a little in that newcomer status. We're serving three different cultures right now, Asian, um, Latino, and Micronesian actually is our largest number of students we're serving. Their language is Pompeian. Full disclosure, I had to look up how to spell that last year when we had a newcomer from Micronesia. So. We've had a little bit of a learning curve with that, but our goal ultimately is teaching them English. So um, again, this plan is an annual review. 
we submit it to the AEA. They keep that documentation. Last year it went on to the State Department. It can be passed on or they could ask to review that to make sure we have a document in compliance. Thankfully we have a great team. Um, although I'm the coordinator, I am not the only one teaching English in our district. In fact, the students spend the majority of their day in the regular education classroom setting. So um, we have a wonderful team that is a part of our LAO plan from pre-K through 12, different grade levels, different content areas, our counselors, administration. So a nice broad representation that helps to put this plan together and implement. I just like to thank Kathy for all of her work on this. It took you a lot of time and all this work and you really managed it. Thank you. I enjoy being a part of the program. this month and that is Brenda Baker has submitted her resignation as an elementary associate. There's no questions or comments. I entertain a motion. I make a motion. I'll second it. Motion and a second to approve the personnel items. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. All right. Are there any future agenda items or board communications? We just do a reminder that we have High Five Friday on the 27th. Oh, good gracious. Oh, did I change? You did. Okay. I sent an email, but okay. I was going to remind you on the 27th. 27th. Do you know what time? Go 7.50. 7.50. Okay. And I'm assuming you're posting that. Yeah. Okay. It's also note. Okay. And I believe the board meeting is the 20th. All right. So the third Monday is the 20th. And since we are in more than one county, um, there's two tiers of canvassing. And that, if I understood correctly, wouldn't be done until the 21st. So if we want to stick with the 20th, we can have a regular meeting. And then, but the, the law says the first regular meeting after the final canvassing is, is our organizational meeting. So I'll double check. We can go ahead and set the 20th and plan on it being a regular meeting unless we can have our organizational also. But I'll talk with the county auditor yet this week to get the dates. Is that fair? Yep, works for me. Work for Braille. So 610 and in here. Okay. Sounds good. And then any other agenda items? I'm assuming we'll leave the playground. We'll have playground, hopefully something on the HVAC. HVAC. Anything else? Can't think of anything. Anybody else have anything for agenda? Okay. If not, entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Motion carries.